DW the 77% It's time again for another edition of the 77% show where you get a chance to be part of the debate shaping our continent as we bring you up to speed with the issues affecting you as Africa's youth. I'm your host Eunice Njiro here in Bonn, Germany. <laughs> T'inquiète pas, j'assure tes arrières Regarde-moi et dis-moi frère, y'a quoi voir This week, we are looking at the increase of substance abuse across the African continent as we focus mainly on Zimbabwe. Substance abuse, according to the World Health Organization or WHO, refers to the harmful or hazardous use of psychoactive substances, including alcohol and illicit drugs. One of the key impacts of illicit drug use on the society is the negative health consequences experienced by its members and the heavy financial burden it puts on the users or abusers and their families. Now, alcohol, cannabis and cut are the most common substances of abuse in Africa. And according to the WHO, amphetamine type stimulants such as methamphetamine now rank as Africa's second most widely abused drug type. Many Zimbabwean youths have ventured into illicit and dangerous drugs such as methamphetamine, also known as crystal meth. For more on this story, let me hand over to my colleague Privilege Mushaniri in Harare, Zimbabwe, with the 77% debate. Good day, Eunice. A warm welcome to Harare. As my colleague Eunice Wanjiru has mentioned, we are talking about drug abuse in Zimbabwe. The country is battling an increase in drug abuse, particularly crystal meth, commonly known as mutoriro, gukafela, ice or glass in street lingua. Uh, it is believed that over 30% of young people in the country are now addicted to this drug. Uh, we want to find out why this is happening. But before we go further, let me just introduce my panelists with me today. Uh, joining me today is a 25-year-old uh, artist, Chimwemwe Chipiza. We have 31-year-old uh, Wenyasha Chingono, a journalist and uh, Zimbabwe correspondent for The Guardian, who has written extensively about uh, the drug abuse and uh, interacted with some of the young uh, people who are using uh, the drug. I also uh, have uh, Wilson Box from Zimbabwe Civil Liberties and uh, Drug Network. And uh, lastly, Linda Masarira, a mother who has uh, had struggles raising a teenager who is uh, battling with uh, drug abuse. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. We're delighted to be part of this program. Just to get uh, the ball uh, rolling, to hear from uh, uh, you, uh, Wilson Box, as an organization, Zimbabwe Civil Liberties and Drug Network, you have done some extensive, extensive uh, research around uh, this problem that the country is battling with. How big is this problem of drug abuse, especially this crystal meth uh, amongst the youths in Zimbabwe? I will not want to call it drug abuse, but I will call it um, illicit drug use challenges that are facing Zimbabwe. According to the Ministry of Health, Department of Mental Health, it actually talks about um, 60% of all 
mental health institutions um, admissions to drug use challenges in the country. And then uh, recently it was also mentioned that 30% of our youngsters, they are on crystal meth, which is uh, popularly known as Guka um, Makafela or Torero. Yes, we have got um, a grave situation in the country. Uh, most of our young men and women, they are hooked to the drug because they believe that uh, the drug actually produces wonders on them. But at the end of the day, we are seeing young men and women dying. Coming uh, to you, Linda, you have had uh, a situation at home where you have gone through an experience of having a son who is uh, having this uh, struggle. At what point did you start noticing this and uh, what had happened for your son to get involved? When I started noticing that my son was hooked on um, drugs, he had gotten into the stage that he no longer wanted to bath. He would sleep for maybe two, three days without waking up. And sometimes he would just walk inside the house, take his plate of sadza. Then whilst he's eating, he would just stick or freeze. Then you try to talk to him, there's no response. Maybe his hand is suspended in the atmosphere whilst holding the piece of sadza. And then you try to wake him up and nothing is happening. So I started talking to people, trying to find out what was wrong with him. Because you know how we educate our children in Zimbabwe. We, we all think that the best place to take a child, especially at high school, is a boarding school. And these boarding schools have done a lot of damage to our children, most of them. And I later learned that he learned all this in boarding school where they were being given bronchial, of which the, the, the issue actually escalated to, to a stage where he has now also started taking crystal meth. After having taken him to rehab, most, one of the most expensive rehabs in South Africa, and he came back, he was okay, he was already working. And then we realized later on that he had stopped working and had gotten himself hooked onto crystal meth. So it has been an on and off struggle of which right now we're now trying to find a way to help him get back to rehabilitation and maybe get his life back on track. So it is a mammoth task. It is a heartbreaking experience. I know a lot of mothers are going through this, but because of the stigmatization, a lot of women cannot speak out. A lot of families will want to conceal this and they don't want to talk about it. But I made a bold decision that there's a reason sometimes why things happen. And sometimes if you're supposed to be the avenue, you have to be the avenue, regardless of what people will say and speak out against drug and substance abuse, speak out and ensure that young people know the outcomes of them taking some of these substances, which they start taking, thinking that they're enjoying life. But at the end of the day, they kill or cut short that life that they think they're enjoying. I'll come to you, Wanyasha. You have interacted with some of the youngsters. You've gone to the communities and uh, maybe even uh, witnessed them going through whatever they take. What are some of the issues that they say, this is the reason why we are taking this drug. Thank you. Um, so when I was doing my my little investigation into the use of Christometh, especially in the um, high density suburbs in Arare, I found out that uh, these youngsters have nothing to do. They are unemployed. Uh, they are always, you know, seated by the bridge or by the corner street corner. So uh, due to peer pressure or some, they say that uh, they just want to forget their troubles. That's why they get into into this. So at first, they say that Christometh is actually addictive on the first smoke. 
so they are they are hooked on from the very first smoke and uh, they are, they will get into things like you know selling home appliances stealing you know hustling just to get twelve dollars to buy a gram or six dollars to buy uh you know half a gram yeah so it's it's some of these social ills that that are affecting them but i i can say it's not an excuse for them to get into drug abuse but those are some of the issues that they say coming to you uh Chimwemwe. As a young uh, lady yourself, you have interacted with peers and also heard about what is driving them into this. Is it reason enough for somebody to want to then uh, dive into getting these drugs and forget about whatever is going through in their life? I think for sure uh, the issue of idleness comes to play. But I think personally what it is is that as people, we're always looking for a community, people that we relate to, a group that we feel like we belong to. And there's a line from a popular song here in Zimbabwe that talks about, like, remember drugs, they take you in, right? So I feel like people always feel like, okay, I'm a bit of an outcast in the world. Because when people are talking about drugs in Zimbabwe, they usually focus on um, high-density suburbs and stuff like that. But I have several people that I know uh, who are from well-off families. They're not struggling um, financially or anything like that, but they still turn to drugs. So you have to look at the, the issue at a bigger scale to say, so what is it that is causing those people? And I think the issue of mental health comes into it a lot. Uh, people have depression, people have anxiety, and in Zimbabwe we still haven't quite come to a point where we can talk about these issues and really understand how these things work so i think that really does contribute a lot um to the issue of uh, the illicit use of of drugs interesting views we've had just to remind our listeners uh, this is the 77 percent program on dw africa today's debate is coming to you from harare uh, zimbabwe and today we are discussing about drug abuse which is a growing and worrying problem among the youth in the country. Uh, we'll take a short break and go back to our main studio in Bonn. Over to you, Eunice. Thank you so much, Privilege. We will return to you shortly. But for now, let's head over to Cameroon. DW's Ngong Song Jean-Marie in Bamenda met some of the youth and they had this to say about taking drugs. I don't take drugs. At first, I used to take drugs. I don't take drugs now because uh, drugs is dangerous to hurt and drugs to kill. Anyone who would like to, who is addicted already and want to, to quit from it, I think I'm not a specialist or any medical. Yeah. I would advise the person first and foremost to stop the consumption first. That's the first thing you have to stop from it. And then you get to those uh, medical practitioners. I think they will allow the person best on how to go about it. I don't actually take drugs. I always avoid taking drugs. Because I, when I see people who take drugs and they misbehave, I don't always like like somebody will go take some, coming back in the at night late as misbehaving on the road. When I see that, it always discourage me from taking such. You can have friends that are not addicted to that, or you can see a counselor to be like advising you on the disadvantages of drugs. Then you can hold on to God. You pray often, like even Sundays, you try to catch up with church activities, or you can even have some peers that are not drugs addict. Definitely not. I used to take, but I have abstained. 
because of the consequential loss that I registered, the law, the ill health, just to convince the individual, you bring him on the doctrine of the detriments of such drugs mm-hmm. and the, the, the detrimental issues that may meet him. Yes, if not as of, of pre, uh, presently, in the future. I do take liquor, whiskey, whiskey and uh, at times uh, wine. I do take whiskey first. Uh, I enjoy the pleasure of it and uh, also I love hanging out with friends and when I hang out with friends uh, what we do is we drink so when we are in a company of friends we always use liquor to share and be happy and also it's like a dope. I can avoid taking drugs by uh, staying away from public places like having gatherings with friends and I can also avoid taking drugs by uh, also making up my mind because at times I make up my mind to my mind to take drugs, and at times I decide not to. Yes, I do take drugs. However, know that I take the mild one. I I don't take the very hard drugs. I take drugs like whiskey, wine, beer, generally alcohol. I I do take that from time to time. I take drugs first for the pleasure of it and to sustain company with friends because within our context it's really not possible it's not really lively if you have to spend time with friends without having something that is getting you guys going and more importantly when you get high somehow you feel relaxed you feel lighter sharing some some things with your friends which you might not have shared if you were in your normal frame of mind I have tried a couple of times to maybe stop consuming alcohol generally, uh, whiskey, wine and beer, but truth be told, sometimes it feels like you are cutting off from your friends or they, they tell you you are showing up, you, you you want to distinguish yourself as though you are no longer of their class and it feels isolating. I think that if a bad medical report is uh, attached to your health situation, it may trigger you uh, to take a firm decision. If you're also strong-willed, some people think that God can deliver you, but I really don't know. That's some of the youth in Bermenda, Cameroon, and you're listening to The 77%. Join the debate by sending us your comments on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Now back to you, Privilege, in Harare, Zimbabwe, to hear more on the debate on substance abuse. Welcome back. We are back to my panelist here in Harare. We have had uh, police coming up with a blitz and uh, uh, a campaign against uh, this illicit drug dealing and also drug taking in Zimbabwe. In your own opinion, how successful has this been? And uh, is it the best solution that is coming to the fore in terms of dealing with this problem? I actually applaud the police for eventually taking our call seriously because I'm one of those who've been pushing the police to start acting and stop being complicit, especially by protecting drug peddlers and drug pushers. And from my perspective as a parent and as a mother, I don't feel it's enough because there are still some who are still being protected because as long as these drugs and substances are still getting into Zimbabwe, it means that the security sector is not doing enough to protect 
the citizens of this country who are now succumbing, unfortunately, to some of these vices like crystal meth and bronchia. So what we really need is a serious effort from our Minister of Health to ensure that they set up proper rehabilitation centers in Zimbabwe. It's one thing to, to deal with the drug peddlers and pushers, but what will happen to the young people who are using these substances and drugs? That is one fundamental issue that needs thorough interrogation. These children need help. These young girls and young boys need rehabilitation. They need to start their lives on a sound and ground footing again. And that can only be done when all stakeholders involved will come to a, to a table, to a forum and say, how do we save our youth from doom? How do we save them? Because arresting these drug peddlers and pushers, they will get arrested today, get bail, go out and continue doing the same thing. But are the affected ones getting the help that they need? This is the important conversation that we now, we, we now, we should now have in Zimbabwe. How are we going to save the youth who are so hooked into these vices? In terms of uh, rehabilitation, how is the situation in Zimbabwe? Unfortunately, Zimbabwe does not have public rehabilitation centers. We've got private uh, rehabilitation centers and they are very expensive and they are beyond the reach of uh, most of the affected people. But uh, anyhow, let me just um, hasten to say that um, it's also very unfortunate that uh, Zimbabwe's drug laws are also a challenge and also uh, causing a lot of problems. Because when you are dealing with people who use drugs, we are actually dealing with people who are so sensitive because they also have what they are human rights. So there is need for our country to have a, a very good uh, a drug policy in place, just like what uh, countries like uh, Portugal have done. Uh, you talk of Switzerland. We really need a drug policy that does not criminalize people who use drugs, but we need a drug policy that really supports people who use drugs. If you threaten someone who uses drugs, that person goes underground, does not seek for help, and uh, I think you're all aware that um, illicit drug use and HIV, uh, they are some of the best friends. So we really need our people to come up in the open and say, no, I need to be, to, to be assisted. I've got uh, this challenge. But as long as we criminalize people who use drugs, they go underground, they don't come up uh, out in the open. Thank you very much. Well, we have run out of time. Uh, we could have continued with this interesting uh, discussion. Uh, it leads me to thank you, Simwemwe, Wilson, Wenyasha, and Linda for being part of uh, uh, this debate. We now return to Eunice in our studios in Bonn, Germany. Thank you so much, Privilege, together with your lovely guests. Now, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, have an online page designed for people who use drugs or have substance use disorder, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. We've come to the end of the show. If you've got a topic you want us to tackle in our debates, do email us at 77 at dw.com. Visit our webpage dw.com forward slash 77 for this and previous shows. And remember to keep the debate going on our Facebook page, DW Africa. On behalf of the entire production team, I'm Eunice Wenjiro. Thank you for tuning in. Join us again next week. Same time, same place. Bye and take care. <laughs>